Our God is a missionary God, and we are His missionary people. You're listening to The Scent Life, the official podcast of the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Here we are, that time of the year, Christmas is coming, New Year's coming, and The Scent Life wants to talk to you today about how to have a great Christmas, great New Year, uh, and make the most of the season. Welcome to The Scent Life. Well, hey, Keelan, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well, Scott. How's life? Life is well. We're getting everything ready for the uh, end of the year. We've got all the family plans we're trying to make, stuff slowly showing up under the tree. I hear you. We don't put anything under our tree because our grandkids drive us crazy with, whose present is that? Can I open it today? So Leslie sticks a couple of boxes under there that are for nobody, and then we all hide right. everything else throughout the house. That's a so. brilliant plan. We uh, I walked out this morning, and our littlest had found a poinsettia that Meredith had left on the mantle uh, just in his reach and had pulled every one of the leaves and petals <laughs> off of it into a pile on the floor. Nice. And so it was a completely bald poinsettia left there. Uh, and so we're trying to do the same. We've got most of the presents out of arm's reach for that same reason. <laughs> I get it. Merry Christmas to you too, right? right? So, hey, man, we're coming to the uh, end of the season. We've had a great season. Uh, we've had some authors. We've had some book giveaways that have been really good. Mm-hmm. We've done some children's books. Uh, we've done some more serious uh, scholarly, practical evangelism yeah. books, had some interviews. been a great season. Yeah, no doubt. I've really enjoyed some of the topics that we've been able to cover this year uh, or this particular season. We've, uh, of course, had some of the conversations about foggy words. Right. That's a thing that I, I hope we get to pick up periodically, in sure. fact. That's something I think we might be able to revisit as we move forward. But it has definitely been a great season. This is our last episode for the season, though. So we want to let everybody that's listening know we'll be off for a little while as we go to Christmas break here at the seminary. And then we'll pick up again with another season uh, next semester. Yep. Look forward to in January. It'd be great. Hey, so recently you and I have uh, had the opportunity to write a couple of articles dealing with you know, making this season kind of more missional or take really taking advantage of the missional opportunities That's right. of the season. Recently, I just wrote a, an article for Lifeway Research, and in there, you know, I really pointed, I pointed out that this time of year really has some opportunities that really reflect uh, some of the things we see, you know, in the Bible. For example, in the Old Testament, uh, you have this kind of repetition of God telling the leaders of Israel, hey, stop right here and pile some stones up after some great miracle happens so that later when your children or generations later, when people are walking down this pathway or crossing this river and someone says, hey, I wonder why this these stones are piled up here, uh, you can tell them the story, reminding them of God's miracle uh, and and miracle working wonders that have taken place, and in many ways, Christmas is the same thing. Absolutely, we have these uh, stones, if you would, embedded in our culture that give uh, a lot of pause. People stop and say, "Hey, I wonder why we do this. Why do we have this? And what's this? And if we're smart then and wise, we can take advantage of each of these little stone moments to tell the story of Christmas and tell you know why why we have a season like this. Yeah, and I love that way of looking at Christmas in general as the, as far as the holiday season is concerned for us like 
if, if we think about it, I'm just, Christmas is Ebenezer, right? That's the sure. idea we're getting at here. If we think about it that way, then we are looking for the markers mm-hmm. that we can use to point to uh, really the crux or the kernel, the story that is really at the center of, of the holiday season itself. And, and as Christians, I think it's easy for us uh, a lot of times to um, I don't know, go in so many different directions with the way that we view the holidays. Mm-hmm. a busy time. We've got all these things that we're trying to do. And yes, we want to be a part of the, the religious celebrations that our right. church does and our family does. Uh, but if we're not careful, we overlook mm-hmm. the fact that we have this really excellent gospel track yeah. sitting in front of us. It's just kind of laid up on a platter for us at this time of year when it's completely normal mm-hmm. to broach the conversation about Jesus and Jesus' first coming and then that second coming right. that we're looking forward to during Advent season. And and so we need to consider how do we lean into that right mm-hmm. now instead of overlooking and missing a moment that's given to us by this holiday season? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. It, and, um, I know that you know sometime this season, last season, we had conversation about the Advent blocks being a useful tool for telling the story. And uh, you know, and that's what things like that become for your children, teenagers, unbelievers. Is hey, this thing that exists gives me a platform to tell the story, be telling the story about you know the Son of God born into this world to be our Savior. So you know, that's exactly right. And when we're we're still using the Advent blocks okay. at home, so we've we've got that set. We pulled it out again this year. Our kids are super excited about nice. it. Nice. So we've got. I mean, at this point, so one's four, one's closing in on three. Mm-hmm. And that's a little younger than what those blocks are typically mm-hmm. designed for, but it even works with our little kids. And they absolutely serve in this kind of stone of remembering sense mm-hmm. because we have those up on the mantle and we're walking through the story as we're getting to Christmas. And and it starts with Adam and Eve and it walks through story after story after story. It's almost a chronological story in sense yeah. through the scriptures. And our kids are picking it up and I can point to a block with its particular symbol on it and they can start repeating mm. pieces of that story to me and they're learning the characters. Characters and they're building that in. And so Christmas provides us that opportunity to, to sit down and do that both with our kids, but also with those who've not yet heard or accepted the gospel. Sure. Now, I may not be pulling my neighbor in to do the Advent blocks with them, right? But there are ways mm. where I think we should consider Christmas is the season where I'm going to talk to people about the gospel. Yeah, I think you can tell the story, right? There, there, are, there are plenty of times that you can do. I think we assume sometimes mm that the people around us know why we have Christmas. But statistics would say, you know, if you went into a local high school or other context and were to ask people, you know, why why do we do this season, there'd be all type of answers that really don't connect at all with 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 the gospel itself. I never forget a time when we were missionaries, we were overseas, we were in language school and our language school was not one of those schools that are just for missionaries, but kind of anybody could go. In fact, okay. I think Leslie and I were probably the only Christians uh, in our class. And so there was one guy from an Asian country, and you know, he, he just he asked me one day, you know, as we were banging around and then started speaking English back and forth, he said, you know, what is this holiday even about? And I said, what do you mean? He said, we don't do this holiday in our country. I don't even know why why you do this holiday. And so I thought, what in the world? You don't know why we have the holiday. And so I just told him, this is what it is. And he said, wait a minute, you mean like the God in heaven came down and became a man? And I thought, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. That's exactly and so, right. you know, from there, we just kept going. But it's just this reminder that 
there's opportunities to just tell people. You don't have to be a overly aggressive about it. That just again to the point that kind of the stones are here. How do we tell the story to children, teenagers, neighbors? people around us, people at work, you can tell parts of the story, the whole story, but use this as a moment to really get get the message out. This is why we do what we do. Yeah, well, and to, so to your point uh, a second ago about how uh, we perhaps assume everybody around us understands what mm. Christmas is about, and and that's probably not, not true anymore. I think that's sure. exactly right, and not only is that right, so well, the, the article we recently ran, so I wrote an article about uh, essentially giving somebody their first Christmas. And here's, oh, wow. here's what I mean by that idea. When we were overseas, my first year as a missionary overseas, I was in a, I was in a Muslim country. I was out in the bush in West Africa, and it was like thickly Muslim. We're talking like 99.9% Muslim, right? And it was my first Christmas mm. in that kind of setting, and it was no Christmas at all. Uh, you know how here, culturally, Christmas is so thickly embedded in everything we do, and and the shops change, and lights go up on all the t- uh, the telephone poles in town, and we decorate, and garland, and the songs are in the stores, and everything, right? right. It's just everything turns into the Christmas season. Right. You can't avoid it. Well, in a, in a Muslim country, at least the one I was in, sure. none of that was the case because they right. don't celebrate Christmas at all. Right. And so nothing changed. Right. It was just any other day. Mm. And as you walked through that, it was this Christmas-less mm. existence. Wow. That was a weird thing for me to deal with, but the realization hit me living in that context that there's a, a large portion of the world that Christmas never happens. Mm. It's just not a thing for them. They may know about it happening in our country or other places. They may have seen a picture of Santa before, but that's not a lived experience mm-hmm. for them. And nowadays in the States, we have so many people coming here from so mm. many other countries that, you know, we talk about diaspora missions quite a bit uh, on the show here, and, mm-hmm. and we live in a situation now because there's so many people coming here from other places in the world uh, that are, you know, Hindu, Buddhist, Muslim in background that they've never really lived in a place that celebrates Christmas. Right. And uh, you've heard the statistics about, you know, international students that come over mm-hmm. and some like eight out of 10 of them never actually step foot in an uh, American's home while they're right. here, right? So they'll live here for three or four years. And they'll go back home, and they'll have never experienced what it's like to mm. be in an American's home. I think that's true of Christmas as well. Sure. And so many of these people, they're coming from a place that has never had Christmas. They, they come here, and they may see the decorations go up, but they've never had a Christmas. Yeah. And we have an opportunity now to perhaps seek some of these people out. They may be a neighbor of yours in a cul-de-sac. They may be an international student that's at the community college down the street, something to that effect. Seek them out and right. give somebody the gift of a first Christmas. Let them know what it's about. What a great idea. Yeah. The thing that that we need to keep in mind is that every culture celebrates holidays. That's right. And there are two types of holidays. There are holidays that are culturally based, generally patriotic or Mm -hmm. something in the culture that we celebrate. And then there's religious holidays. Every culture has both types of holidays. We're no different. That's right. But a holiday like Christmas is both. Yes. There's the cultural Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, Christmas trees, gifts, last-minute shopping, which is great and fine, and we enjoy it all. And then there's the religious element of the coming of the Son of Man into the world as your Savior. That's there, too. So someone who's not familiar with the religious, spiritual, salvific 
part of Christmas could still celebrate the cultural part and think that's all there is to it, and they don't get the other side. But those of us who know, though this is what it's about, we can enjoy both elements of Christmas, and we should, but we invite other people into. Now, can I talk to you just a minute about this other part of Christmas? We don't need to be jerks about it, right? The worst thing is a kind of a Christian with a bad attitude at Christmas yeah. time because they think that, you know, somehow their their faith is being undermined. We don't need to be that person, you know, because after all, Jesus did bring joy into the world. That's right. So we need to be joyful at Christmas, but we're joyful as we invite people into the other part of the Christmas celebration. Yeah, and so what we want to do with our listeners, so for you all who are listening, uh, as we kind of land the plane on this season, we just want to remind you all that this is one of the best times of year for us to be able to be open and uh, and loud, Mm. in a sense, in a good sense, uh, about the gospel message, uh, because Christmas presents that opportunity for us in so many different facets of our life people that you work with, uh, all these people that are coming here from other places that don't celebrate. There's so many different avenues and opportunities for us to do that. And we just want to encourage you, don't let another Christmas go by Mm -hmm. without finding a way to use this uh, for the sake of the Great Commission. That's right. And this is the last last set life of the year. So Merry Christmas to everybody who's listening. Trust God gives you a great Christmas and a happy new year. Uh, We'll catch you in January with our new season, and it's going to be an exciting season. Yeah, I think we've got, so we have a number of interviews that we're already planning on doing with folks. We've got some more books that we're going to talk about. We've got a couple of other opportunities and resources uh, concerning evangelism and church planting and some of those kind of things that that I think are going to be a benefit to our some cool giveaways we're going to do. We've got some books that we're going to give away. Uh, We're going to do some more children's books. That was fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to do some more practical, uh, maybe some heady stuff. We've got some interviews. We've got some conversations about fuzzy words. We're going to have a great next season. want to invite you to come along with that, uh, if you will, and uh, pray the Lord's blessings on you through this holiday season. And remember, God is a missionary God, and we're his missionary people, and he sends us into this world to be his ambassadors. So be a good ambassador this Christmas season. Hope you have a great holiday. you've been called to ministry, there's never been a better time to answer God's call to prepare at Southeaster because many of our students are able to receive rigorous ministry training in our MDiv program at little to no cost. Visit sebts.edu forward slash MDiv to find out how you can get your MDiv fully funded today.